Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group, our roundtable, She Serves, She Matters, with She Voices, Coalition Partner, Sister Soldier, October's Breast Cancer, Mental Health, National Disability, and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Today is Saturday, October 8, 2022. You heard our host, Cliff Kelly, at the break. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have our partner on the line. You know her as Sister Soldier. And she is the U.S. Army veteran and president CEO of She Vet Inspire. And she's going to talk about how to gain control over negative thoughts and bounce back with confidence. So what can you tell us about that? Soldier, how are you doing? Hey there. I'm doing well. And yourself? Pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. So how's the weather where you're at? Good. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like 80, actually 91 degrees here in Houston. That sounds like sounds nice. I can get some positive thoughts around that. that Beautiful good. sunshine, good heat for the for the for the skin and the soul. Yeah, beats fifty degrees. <laughs> Tell you that much. So tell us, so what are some yeah. of the things? How do negative thoughts infiltrate our minds? Ooh, so Sean, negative thoughts will in, infiltrate our mind because a lot of times we'll sit and marinate in a thought process without really not seeking any type of counsel and really just kind of going going in a cyclical cycle of what we know from internally and answering our own questions without really looking into it even more. You know, sometimes we have to investigate a thought process or research which will dispel the myth. And you talk a lot about self-trust. So tell me about a self-trust. How does that play into building your confidence? So when we talk about building our confidence, we want to look at things like, first let me just start where self-trust starts to deplete and how we, how we end up with a low self-confidence. Confidence. And one is because we don't keep our promises and our word to ourselves. Hmm. So if we were to keep the word that we do the things that we say we are going to do and keep our promise of what we said to ourselves, then we would have more trust in ourselves and our ability to accomplish that which we said we would do. Give us an a example lot of times of when we before before we move on, give us an example when of we, when we break that, that, that promise or break our word to ourselves. Okay, so so let's the the simplest one about maybe losing weight, you mm. know? Or I'm not gonna self sabotage myself anymore. We say we're not gonna do something, but we fail to put or we neglect to put things in place that will help divert our decision-making process when it comes to doing that very thing. So if we said we're going to watch how we eat and, and really go for losing weight, we 
We need to research. We need to see what type of foods that are healthy for us to eat. We need to buy those type of foods or time ourselves like at nighttime, the the, the amount of food that we're going to eat, the times of the day that we will eat. And a lot of times uh, it's it's recommended to eat five times a day. And, uh, and, and when we start that, that may be a, a lot to eat because we're so used to eating three large meals at one time. So in order to eat five meals a day, we have to break that down, like put a timer, put a certain time where we're supposed to eat that snack that kind of takes the place of that, that, that third meal in the middle of the day or between lunch and breakfast, just maybe grab a fruit or something like that. So we have to put a plan in place that will remind us to do that. So when the day is over, we're not feeling like we're so guilty that we didn't follow the plan that we we said we were going to do. And then we continue on the same track because we didn't do anything to to change those patterns or those habits that we had and, and reform our thought process. And then we start to sabotage it. And it's just a cyclical thing. So to just keep going back and forth and then we're no longer trusting ourselves because we didn't keep our word. So what's the difference between a reason and an, an excuse? Because people will say, well, the reason why I didn't, you know, eat this or didn't do that is because the healthy food is too far away. and There's no healthy restaurants in my neighborhood or because it's, it's too, it's more convenient. It costs more money to, to try to get this healthy food. What are, what's the difference between a reason or when does a reason become an excuse? A reason becomes an excuse when it's not when it's not an actual fact. And even though a lot of times, a lot of, a, a great example, I had a, a training that I was to participate in, fly to LA with, LA for. And when it came time for me to take that trip, that day before, I was beginning to think of all the things that I could have done instead. Or what if my mom needed me or something happened where, you know, the she fell. And so now I started getting worried and concerned. Well, what if I started all these things, started thinking in my mind, what if this happened? What if that happened? And then the next thing I knew was I canceled my trip. And the next when it was the day that I actually was supposed to travel, I decided, you know what? All of those were reasonings that did not happen. I made it up in my mind. And so am I missing out on something that I really, that could really forward me in my career? So what I did was rebook my flight, went on the trip, took the training, and everything was fine. I made everything up. I made these assumptions and everything up before it even came to happen. So I was reasoning before it actually happened. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a reality. So there's the difference between reasoning and making the reason up and actually something happening that could have that 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 could have actually affected what I was doing. So you mentioned that when you're a child, people have like, I guess, a mind of wonder. And when people are children, they have a little bit a better grasp on just doing things and being able to just, I guess, have the confidence or maybe this the naivete because they don't the kids, they don't know no better. It's going out there and doing things, playing, doing things, building things. How do we have that confidence as a child? How do we keep that as an adult? So one thing about kids is that they 
when they come here, they're not, their mindset is totally clear. It's totally fresh. They have no fears. It's not until the adults start placing their fears and their thoughts and all of these things, their habits, their, their uh, um, beliefs on these children that they begin to worry at a young age and start to think that things are going to happen to them because it happened to, to auntie and them. It happened to mom and them. And so it obviously is going to happen to me too. So we, 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 we put poor our beliefs into children if they are the wrong belief, whether they're wrong or good, we still will, will feed them our belief, our thoughts. And so kids, they don't, they don't have that. And they're, they're, they're fearless as an adult. We have to go back and investigate the things that we are fearful of, the things that we are having these thoughts about that haven't happened yet. And because it happened to someone else, we're scared that it's going to happen to us because this is what they said. So we have to look at and, and again, go back and investigate them so that we could really evaluate whether they are applicable to what we are doing. If they're not, how we build our confidence up is we start to reframe our our actions by affirmations, doing research, and getting around positive types of people who are going to lift us up and not so much as, as beat us down with negative words. We have to be aware of how we speak about ourselves or the words that come out of our mouth because we frame our future with our words mm -hmm. so if we are more aware of how we are being then we can grab a hold of how we're being and see if that's going to lead us where we ultimately want to go if it's not there's a there's a there's a opportunity to change that course so that's that's amazing because when you because I think about that what you just said and I think about like people in business entrepreneurs and also thinking about people that are even doing like podcasts for example the advice of people that uh, train people and you do this type of work this is part of your business training people to do podcasts and to do things in public media is to go out and do it you can find a thousand reasons why something won't work but the yeah. reality is yeah. You just even if it doesn't work the way you want it to work, if you don't, it, the worst way to go about doing something is not starting. Entrepreneurs always say, you know, don't worry about trying to get the the perfect business plan first and trying to get this right first and that first, or whatever. You got to go out and start doing it. And once you start doing it, then you start to learn how things work. You start to get things going. But the entrepreneurs that typically fail are the ones that are constantly second guessing, constantly trying to go back and perfect everything. To make sure that you know it has to be this way, or you know, some, if I don't do it this way, this this bad thing might happen. Sometimes I just got to just do it the way a child might look at it. Just yeah. go ahead and just do it. Yeah, because if we continue to just keep getting ready to get ready, mm -hmm. then we'll never know if it would have worked or not. And in and in reality, it's when we take that action and we start to see how we want to mold it that we can recognize, well, I don't want that, so I need to try this. And we can see it. We can we can only reframe it if we know what the outcome is from the first attempt that we, we try to make and, and implement things. So it's upon implementation that we begin to see how it actually works. You know, uh, 
not only as an entrepreneur, but let's talk about changing job careers. How many times people want to change a career and they don't do it because they, in their mind, they've already worked it out. It's not going to work because I saw so-and-so, they made the transition and it didn't work for them, so I'm afraid to do it. But maybe that person never researched. Maybe they didn't go and get the additional training that they needed to be prepared for that job. It just was a thought. And if it's just a thought and no action is implemented, is no action is taken, then it'll always just be a dream. So we have to look at, well, I can't go by what they did. I literally have to run this course for myself to see what I want, see what, see what my life is supposed to develop and how am I supposed to be able to contribute to humanity. I think that's I think that's really important what you just said. And then I was looking at doing some research for the show. And I, I looked at a uh, person I'd never known before, but I've, but I've seen his work because um, he was a, he actually was one of the coaches for the uh, Alabama, uh, 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 the Auburn, um, Alabama, sorry, the Alabama Crimson Tide. And uh, sorry, guys, I mentioned Auburn and Alabama. But anyways, what he was talking about was the fact that negative thoughts were so toxic that in his programs, and this yeah. guy's worked with professional NBA players and also even trained military special forces to try to get their minds right, telling them that, hey, when you are doing something, you cannot have these negative thoughts in your mind because these negative thoughts will basically become self-fulfilling uh, prophecies. If you start thinking, talking negative, first of all, when you think about it negatively, then you're going to speak it. And once you say it, you said that there was it's like a 10 times multiplier when you say it versus thinking it. Once you get to the point when you say it, then you start to do it. And once you start doing it, it multiplies again. And now you're doing bad behavior. Now it becomes a habit. So he's saying that when you yeah. go and you're trying to create positive change, you get to just stop talking negative. Just start talk, stop talking negative. Another guy, Steve Harvey, said the same thing. Another guy was saying that when you are one thing, if you get a negative thought in your brain, what you should be asking yourself is whenever that thought comes in, whatever thought it comes in your mind, is how is this thought benefiting me? Is it helping me at all? You're complaining about something, yeah, you're doing thought, something, is, is it, it helpful? Yeah. Is the thought benefiting me? Is it going to take me where I want to go? And not only that, where did I get this thought? Is this something that I thought of or someone planted a seed in my mind with it because of their behavior, their words, and their actions. Where did it come from? You know? And then we gotta we have to look at alternative solutions on on how where we're going to um how we're gonna reframe those words and start speaking more positive words that is gonna give give energy instead of take the energy away from us. A lot of times I have clients that are, um, you know, feeling depressed or having having thoughts of suicide or something of that nature, and I have to share with them, start creating some affirmations. Write down your feelings. Get in touch with those emotions and recognize, do they belong to you or did they come from somewhere else? And so if we if they came from somewhere else or people were hanging around, then first of all, they don't belong to us. And if they do, then we have the same opportunity to retract them by doing just the opposite of what we're having in our minds as a thought. 
reframing it is really important. So there's like, and a good example of that is, so when people say something is hard, you know, that has a, that has a certain feel in the body when someone says it's hard. It's like a resistance, a contrast that comes with it. But you could take that same word and say laborious, and then it doesn't feel like anything. You know that that's a, a word that it could be difficult, but it still doesn't, you, it doesn't feel like it drag you down. So just a simple word change as when we're speaking can have a huge effect on the outcome. I think that's so important to you kind of touch on another area because the words that we're using, like you said, change the word from maybe hard to laborious. When we start, we, when I hear kids speak, I oftentimes try to correct kids. I know today that's like, you know, a cardinal sin to try to correct a child in his language or speech. But when the kids say, I can't do something. I tell them you never use it. You should never use that word can't because you don't know what you can do unless you try. And if you fail, that's okay. It's okay to fail. Failure is going to bring you knowledge and wisdom It's going to bring you character. It's going to get and actually help you learn how to win. You can't though. That's like Aerosmith said, you got to lose to know how to win. Yeah. 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 And, and, And one of the things that coming from the military, we're not trained to fail. Mm-hmm. And so we, we get hard on ourselves, especially after we transition, because it's like I'm a failure. But failure is not a bad thing, as, as, as people would make it to be, as you just stated. It's actually gaining experience and getting tools for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Because when we know what we don't want, we know what we do want. And we only know what we don't want if we give it a chance. If we try that thing and it doesn't work out quite the way we expected it to, then we know how we can change it, what we need to do differently the next time. But when we when we talk about tra- transitioning our mind from feeling like we are a failure and looking at it to whereas, no, it just was a practice. It's something that's preparing me for what I'm supposed to be doing or the next way or a way to get it better, mm-hmm. you know? And this, in that same note, I mean, like we learned in the military also, is that when you when you see an obstacle, don't just assume that it's insurmountable and you can't do it. It's kind of an offshoot that uh, never that train not to fail kind of a mentality, but figure out how it can be done. Don't focus on what can't work. Yes. Figure out the ways it might be able to work. If it doesn't work, try something else, try a different route. Do whatever you got to do to get around that obstacle, whether you got to go around it. Maybe the way that they told you, the mission you told you, the way they said to do it, maybe it may not work. might be a mistake. But if you, from the experience that you might have, you might learn some stuff. And then the second go around, third go around, fifth go around, finally it might get done. It might be the sixth time or the seventh time. Maybe you know, you've learned something totally different. And we have to take in consideration that when we, when we are given a mission, while we're serving, we have a team. Mm-hmm. We have people. Everyone knows their position. Everyone knows what they are to contribute. And so, therefore, failure is not an option. And we are ne- we never fail. Mm-hmm. We never right. have anything that happens where the mission is not complete because they provide all of the tools. Mm-hmm. So when we are on our own, we're now trying to make everything happen like we are a team, a team of one. But there are missing components because there's not someone working each individual part to make it work as a specialized project. 
So we have to give ourselves some grace and recognize that that's still not failure. It's just we are operating in a different manner, and we have to see it as a whole but and, and, and bring together other people to help us accomplish that or take it a little slower, and it still can get done. Veterans, people, make sure you build your team, build your team, build your army, build your force, build your squad, whatever you want to call it. So that way you can have success and do the things you need to do. Sister Soldier, it's always been a pleasure to talk to you and get some advice and get information and also to hear the things you've learned in your business. And also She Vet, She Inspires, that is a great organization. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, too. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. This is America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.